This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. And my goodness, the Eagles right now are on a roll. This podcast is presented by Philly Live Hotel and Casino. And we've got a special guest. <laughs> this guy has been covering the Eagles and NFL football for ESPN for close to 30 years now. We're talking three decades. Good friend of mine, Sal Palantonio. Sal Pal is on the podcast. How you doing, Sal? It's a long time coming, but it was well worth the wait. Yes, 30 years. Hold that gray hair, John Clark. This is my 30th year covering the NFL. Unbelievable. Well, congratulations. It is an incredible run for you, and you have seen some tremendous football in the city of Philadelphia, and we're also going to have a good idea, a good uh, Christmas gift for Eagles fans out there with your book, Philly Special. We're going to talk about that. But, Sal, this year, this is one of the most special years of Eagles football. Can you put it in perspective with all of the years you have covered the team, including their first Super Bowl? I think you're seeing definitely one of the more special seasons in NFL history, uh, whether you're looking at just Philadelphia football, but the NFL overall. I think this is a special team. They have a special, you know, people use this word. They throw it around a lot, Sean, right? Chemistry. But chemistry matters. It really does. And this team has a really cohesive value to it. And they have an addictive philosophy that comes down from both Dick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. So think about it for a second. When was the last time you had both a head coach and a quarterback who are the sons of coaches and have similar approaches in terms of, you know, Nick Sirianni is much more emotional than Jalen. We can get into that if you want to, but the core values of how they approach life and the game and each other and the team are very similar. And when you have that, you have something really special. And that's why the team is 12 and one. We will get into the personalities as well, but I want to ask you as this team is rolling, I mean, Sal, it's almost like, I'm not saying they're boring because they just roll every week, but it's like every week there's a different story in the NFL, like Brock Purdy, you know, that's the sexy story this week or something like that. It's almost like the Eagles are too good at this point. There really isn't that weakness to dig into. Do you get a sense like after what they did to the Titans and giants, these playoff teams that it's just business as usual. They are too good. Well, John, you know, what sells in our world drama sells. We are in the entertainment business. So it's drama each and every week with the Cowboys. It's drama with the Packers. It's drama with the 49ers. They're on their third quarterback, and here comes, quote-unquote, Mr. Irrelevant, bailing the 49ers out. The Eagles are what I call take care of business. They're TCB. Each and every week, they find a way to win. And when you're 12-1, and one, there's no drama. I mean, literally, 
they took the heart out of the New York Giants in the first quarter of that game. I was in the ESPN radio booth alongside Chris Carlin for that game at MetLife Stadium. And we looked at each other after the Eagles scored the first three touchdowns and we're like, man, oh man, what are we going to talk about for the next two and a half hours? So they took the heart out of the, of the Giants early, then they steamrolled them, and then they demoralized them. And there's no drama when the big guy comes into town and just destroys the, op- the home team, the opposition. So drama sells, and um, that's, that's where we are in the National Football League right now. But I think, I think this team is one of the more intriguing teams that you'll see ever because Jalen Hurts is a special individual. Um, you know, he doesn't put on a big show. He's not flashy. He doesn't have really flashy touchdown dances. His, uh, his press conferences are very matter of fact. But um, I like listening to what he has to say, and so do his teammates, and that's very important. Sal, you've covered this league for a long time. Uh- he is the second youngest quarterback ever to lead his team to a record like this. Dan Marino was the other guy. When you think of Jalen Hurts as 24 years of age, it seems to me like he's an experienced veteran with the way he handles everything. You saw that great shot on the broadcast of all the receivers kind of having fun on the sideline after one of their touchdowns. And Jalen is just sitting there stone-faced, focused, a man on a mission. How impressive is his demeanor and the way he carries himself. You, you said it, John. Man on a mission. So think about what Jalen Hurts has gone through in his young career, now at age 24, and how, in my view, he's been disrespected, in my view. At Alabama, he gets benched. He's the runner-up in the Heisman. He doesn't win the Heisman. He gets drafted in the second round. He's not a first-round pick. So those are all indications of a guy when you look at it from a big picture standpoint. He's like he's out to prove that he can win a Super Bowl and he can do it right away. And the only way that he knows how to do it is how his father taught him in Channel View, Texas. You're grinding out each day. You are determined to get better each day. What Nick Sirianni talks about, the dog mentality, D-A-W-G. Learn from your mistakes, move on from your mistakes, but keep the final goal in mind at all times. I have never seen a team win, get into the playoffs and have less interest in the fact that they beat the Giants and made the playoffs. It was like, wait, well, you know, we have other goals in mind. We don't, we don't really care. Well, they care, but they didn't want to celebrate. They didn't care to celebrate it. You're so right. And right now, is Jalen Hurts your MVP of the league? Absolutely. No question about it. 110%. He's the MVP. So let's look at it. Let's look at some specifics. Now, the season has to play itself out. But if I had to vote now, if I had to vote last week, if I had to vote the week before, Jalen Hurts would be the MVP. Number one, the Eagles are the number one team in points scored. Kansas City is second. Number two, he has the highest uh, passer rating right now in the National Football League. Number three, and here's the really key thing. Yes, Patrick Mahomes has 33 touchdown passes, but if you add Hertz's touchdown passes at 22 and his rushing touchdowns, that gets you to 32. Mahomes has 11 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts only has three. 
That's a significant difference. Okay, name the two guys in the NFL who have more interceptions, John Clark, right now than Patrick Mahomes. I'll wait about three seconds, I'll give you. Davis, I'm saying that the two quarterbacks who have more interceptions right now than than Patrick Mahomes. There's only two. Mahomes is third in the league in interceptions. Who are Matt Ryan? And he's been benched and back on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the other guy? Davis Mills of Houston. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to look at numbers, and the people say, well, he's got Mahomes has got 33 touchdown passes, he has more passing yards. Eagles, number one in the league in points scored. Eagles, best record in the league. Jalen Hurts has only thrown three picks. It's like, you know, if you have a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, it's like having a number four hitter who doesn't strike out. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to be in the postseason that way. So I think hands down, I honestly think it's not even close. I saw where uh, I think it was a couple of there were a couple of columns that went this morning that said they thought Mahomes was going to get it over Hertz. And I'm like a national columnist who said it surprised. Now, here's the interesting thing. I totally agree with you about all that. Uh, Hertz has the best interception percentage in the NFL. Tom Brady had it up until this past week. The other thing is like the total touchdowns. Brady scoring about. 17 points a game. Come on. Yeah. That's not even close. Yeah, exactly. It, total <laughs> touchdowns for Jalen Hurts to turnovers. He's got the five turnovers, two fumbles, and that is by far the best ratio in the NFL, and it crushes the other guys. And that is the main thing, as you talked about. In this league, the number one stat going into games is giveaway, takeaway, the turnover differential. And the Eagles are one of the best teams ever with turnover differential. That starts with the quarterback, but that also starts with the head coach. You talked about the marriage of these two guys. Is it kind of the perfect marriage with the personalities? And as you said, I think it's a great point, being the son of coaches. It really is kind of the perfect marriage. Jalen stone-faced on the bench. Nick Sirianni running up and down the sideline. And, you know, when you look at Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, they're both pretty cool customers. I mean, both of them are. You never see them give any emotion on the sideline. And Sirianni is the number one cheerleader. I guess it's because he's got that vowel on the end of his name. You know, John as you and I have learned from my hot temper sometimes on the <laughs> tennis court. <laughs> I'm cool and calm. See, I'm Jalen Hurts on the court. You are out well, of control. Well, I, that that I wouldn't go that far. I've seen <laughs> you go a little crazy. Well, you, you, get, you bring the best out of me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this, this relationship, and, and Nick Sirianni even joked that his brothers are trying to tell him, I don't even think you know you're as emotional sometimes now because you're, you're, you're at a level. Um, and, 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 Sal, this choice of head coach by Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman, we've seen Jeffrey Laurie with all of his choices going back to Andy Reed and then Howie Roseman's been involved with Doug Peterson and then Nick Sirianni, the emotional intelligence because Shane Steichen's really calling the plays, but Nick Sirianni sets the stage of connecting this team and creating a great environment where everybody is open with each other. I had a, a couple players tell me, you know, what's great about Nick. He comes to us and says, I messed up. I messed up. He's so open with these guys about everything. And he really has no choice in the matter, right? Because he's got a lot of talent on this team, but he also has a nice mixture of talent and experience. So let's not forget, you know, you really can't fool Jason Kelsey. 
You can't fool Fletcher Cox, Brandon Grant. Now, these guys have won a Super Bowl already. They've seen it all. They've done it all. you got to come clean. So he's smart to do that. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. So download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. All right, so ESPN national correspondent Sal Palantonio, you got to clear up for us what is going on in Philadelphia. Everybody here is so upset. I guess for the last couple of weeks, ESPN <laughs> has had the Cowboys number one in the power index or the projections for Super Bowl. But can you clear this up? Are the Eagles now at the top? Well, first of all, the power rankings that came out this morning have the Eagles as number one. And I have literally been pounding the table back in Bristol, Connecticut, that we've got to promote this team and tell the story of this team, even though they're basically devoid of drama. And uh, so I guess maybe um, me pushing them has gotten into McManus as well. Both of us have done, I think, um, Yeoman's kind of work to get people in Bristol to open their eyes uh, about the Philadelphia Eagles and where they are right now. It's a remarkable team, John, as it compares to 2004 or, or um, the early Andy Reid teams or the 2017 team. This team is devoid of any kind of personality clashes where some of those other teams had them. You had it with McNabb and T.O. You had it with Wentz and some of the other personalities on the team. This team, you know, they're on the same page psychologically, I think, um, as from a terms in terms of approach. And it goes back to the philosophy of the core values that Nick Sirianni has promulgated since the beginning. And the first one, you mentioned it, John, connection. He wants to make a connection with each and every player. And he has really implored the team to do that on their own. If you're not making a connection with your teammate, you better figure out how you are trying to do that. And Jalen is uh, really setting the tone. You know, they put out these reports, these cohabitation reports. You've heard of that where, you know, before they acquire a player, they figure out whether they're going to fit in with this team. Uh, And I I think they are thinking at a different level in terms of team building right now than they were even in 2017 or 2004. And how about what is going to happen the rest of the year? Because right now you're going to face a bears team that has lost nine to 10, six straight their defense. I, I can't even identify half the guys on there. And then you got the big matchup against the Cowboys. If the Eagles win these next two bears and Cowboys, they clinch home field throughout, but there's also a way if they were to lose in Dallas, you win the other three, you clinch home field throughout. Is there any doubt in your mind that the Birds will have the top seed in home field throughout the playoffs? I don't think that there's any doubt, John. So so a lot of people are saying a Bears could be a spoiler. I don't think the Bears are going to put up much resistance at all. I, I think it's, you know, you and I have been there in Chicago late in the year. Uh, we know what it's like there to go there late in the year when the other team doesn't really have anything to play for. The weather is cold. It's starting to whip off Lake Michigan uh, in Soldier Field. The crowd is not really into it. There's not kind of any energy. 
Eagles fans will travel a little bit to Chicago because it's an easy flight, but really wouldn't you rather just be at home in front of the big screen and watch it uh, with a meatball sandwich and a beer? You're probably better off staying at home and just watching the Eagles roll over the bear. So there won't be that kind of crowd energy. So it will be tough to get up for the game, except there's one thing. They got this quarterback who has a clear vision of what he wants to do. And he's not going to let anybody fold over on the sideline or kind of slip through the cracks. He's holding everybody accountable all of the time. That's not easy to do. And he will find you if you're not holding up your end of the bargain. He's a different cat, Jalen. And I think because of that, they will prevail and prevail big in Chicago and in Dallas. I think the Eagles will beat Dallas. I don't think Dallas will be favored in that game. Wow. Interesting. I mean, uh, look, maybe I by think... a point or two, maybe, John. Yeah, exactly. Not, 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 not a three or four point spread, I don't think. Yeah. And, and so right now, the Eagles have a two game advantage in the NFC over the Cowboys and Vikings. And it's basically three at this point because they hold the tiebreakers. So then. Let's say the Eagles win in Dallas and they're clinching home field. Are we not going to see the starters for, let me count it up, one, two, three. That would be a month. Or, or do they play a little bit against the Saints? Well, see, I know that the Eagles watch this podcast because you're very popular in the team. So I know Sirianni's watching this, probably Jalen too. And I'm going to have their mantra one week at a time. I am not going to get ahead of this Bears game because I don't want people calling me out. They're already calling me out about the power index at, in, at ESPN. But just for the sake of this conversation, just between me and you, okay, uh, yeah, I think they rest. I think they're going to rest. I think you'll see them play a little bit to keep them fresh. They'll practice a little bit harder. But, you know, to – the 17-game schedule is tough on the NFL players' bodies. And the more you can have rest, I think it's good. Plus, you don't want a player, um, something happening to any player in a meaningless football game. And then you regret it for the rest of your life, basically. And so the resting would kind of be like that 2004 team that was 13-1. and one. They rested the last couple games, then they – rolled on to the Super Bowl. Um, and if, yeah, and if you remember, though, T.O. was hurt. So yeah. uh, he had a broken leg. So, you know, that was – you know, and you look at it, John. So look at the NFL right now. How many teams have had the same starting quarterback for every single game in the NFL this year? Not that many. It's like less than six if you go through the teams. And the Eagles have been fortunate enough, knock on wood, where their quarterback has remained healthy. So you don't want to tempt fate. Good point. How about in the NFC? Is there a team that scares you? Is there a team that you say, you know what, I think this is the biggest competition for the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl? Well, there's, that's two different questions. So is there a team that scares you? So the Cowboys don't. Uh, you know, I looked, I look, been looking a lot at what the Cowboys do defensively. And, you know, if you go back, how, what teams have really given Jalen Hurts trouble? Detroit, really, in the first half of that game, way back when. Dallas, early in that game. And, and teams that, like Detroit and Dallas, have, spr have sprinkled in. Giants did a little bit this week. Extra pressure have given Jalen Hurts some problems. He is beginning to do a lot better. 
against pressure and against the blitz. But if you play like a 4-2-5 defense, he'll curl, he's going to kill you. So, uh, And that's what the Cowboys have been playing a lot. So they're going to have to take chances with especially Micah Parsons coming after Jalen Hurts. If they don't, uh, you know, the Eagles will put up 30, 35 points against the Cowboys defense. You know, uh, I don't think there'll be much of an issue. So I'm, I'm – and plus, you look at it, I think um, – since he came back, let me look at the number here and make sure I got it right. Since he came back, Dak Prescott has eight interceptions. Just since he came back from the broken thumb. Jalen Hurts has three all year. So he's been a little loose with the football. You can get to Dak Prescott. So I think the Eagles will beat the Cowboys. So I, I think they're a challenge. There's no question. They've got CeeDee Lamb. They've got the two-headed monster at the running back position. You know, Dak Prescott can make some plays. Mike Parsons, Michael Parsons is still among the best players on defense in the NFL. They'll be a challenge, but they're not scary. I think the Niners could be scary. The question is, Debo Samuel, now with the high ankle sprain and the MCL sprain, how long is he going to be out? He's a very, very important part of what they do. Teams blitzed Brock Purdy in the last two games. You saw Todd Bowles blitz him and hit him a lot. Um, if you take Debo Samuel off the field, you can blitz him some more. You can get after him. But their defense is tough. D'Amico Ryans has them playing real good defense. Yeah, they do. But, and their thing is pressure. So if you don't put pressure on Jalen Hurts, he will eat you alive. So, you know, and if you decide you want to play man-to-man defense, um, he'll run on you. So it's a pick your poisons kind of thing. You know, you just look at what the Giants did. The Giants had number 55, Jaheed Ward, playing a spy. My, Wink Martin, the defensive coordinator, had him play a spy. You saw it during the game. And then, all right, you play a spy. You dedicate one linebacker to Jalen Hurts. And what happened? They just killed him with crossing routes. That one touchdown pass, Jaheed Ward was on the field as a spy. The one touchdown pass to A.J. Brown, uh, it was he where he was wide open. If you play soft zone with a spy, Jalen Hurts will pick you apart. If you go man-to-man, he will tuck it and he will run. I don't know what – can we go talk about the Titans game for a second? Yeah. So the, so the Titans come in, John. You know, much ballyhooed about, you know, the Titans this, the Titans that. And everybody knows – in the NFL, this is something Mandy Reid used to talk about all the time. First day in the meeting, one first thing we're going to do, we're going to get off to a fast start. Why, coach? Because teams that will lead at halftime win 75% of the time. The Eagles right now are outscoring their opponents in the first quarter and the first half by almost double. The Titans win the toss, John. Now, they win it. They give the best offense in football the football knowing that this is the team that is outscoring everybody in the first half. And the only way that you can make up that score is by throwing on them, which means you take your best offensive weapon out of the equation in Derrick Henry. Dumb. And then their defensive coordinator is playing four up front, two linebackers, five DBs. And Jalen throws for 380 on. Crazy. You're right. No, you're exactly right. And, and, and that's why I think this Eagles team is so special, though, because 
they literally can win any way they want to. Okay, we have to run the ball. Anytime they've had to run the ball, especially like in the second half, they had close to 200 yards rushing in the game up at MetLife. Anytime they have to run the ball, they're able to run it. Is this the most complete team? Not just offensively, but man, every position, the most complete team you've seen in a long time? Yes, and I think you have to give credit to Jeff Stoughton, the offensive line coach, and that offensive line, first and foremost. I mean, it is Jalen's team. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, quarterback is the most complimentary foot position in all of professional sports. The quarterback position, most complimentary position in all of professional sports. And it starts with having good protection and a good protection plan. So three of the five starting offensive linemen on this football team, John, are in the top five in pass block win rate. And Lane Johnson is number one at right tackle, pass block win rate. Nobody gets to Jalen Hurts from that side. That's why you always see him looking right all of the time uh, because he knows he's going to get protected in his face. So it starts there. They've been very, very creative with their O-line. I love how they made – they put Jordan Mailata at one point off the right side of Lane Johnson. So they had Johnson and Mailata on the right side, and they ran a, a sweep to that side. I hadn't seen that before very effectively. That was brilliant. Uh, and then, in my view, I'm a voter, as you know, on the Pro Football Hall of Fame, one of the 46 enshrinement selectors. Jason Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame. I am going to push very hard for him to go to the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Ring of honor yet at Link, but in Canton. And same with Fletcher Cox. And I'll tell you what, the Kelseys, I believe, would be the first brothers ever in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? Mm, I got to check that out. Oh, I like that. But yeah, see, you've pounded the table for Philly, and we've always appreciated that. You've pounded the table. Finally, ESPN (laughs) is listening to you to get the Eagles at the top of the power index, the project, whatever, whatever. Well, we want to get it. The thing thing that I'm most proud of, to tell you the truth, is being on that committee and getting Dick Vermeil in and Howard Carmichael and and Brian Dawkins. Just, you know, I've been on the committee for 10 years. And and Steve Sable posthumously uh, from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, you know, I think it's been really an important uh, goal of mine to make sure that Philadelphia is represented in the Pro Football Hall of Fame properly. You have been a great ambassador for our area and getting Philly out in the forefront with the Hall of Fame and this year. A couple of big picture questions for you. Um, All right, let's go. When you look at where the Eagles were when they took on the most dead money ever in the history of the NFL with Carson Wentz's contract, and you see how Howie Roseman and his staff, they have rebuilt this team. When you look at the offense right now, there's only one player on the Eagles offense that wasn't drafted as far as the starters go. That was A.J. Brown, and you get him in a draft day trade. What a young offense they have, young core with a couple veterans, and then they have right now a number five draft pick for next year. So when you look at the Eagles going forward, how set up are they to be good for a while with this young core of offensive players? And a lot of guys' contracts are going to be up on defense, but that means they're going to have some money as well. Well, those are big picture questions. So first, let's take a little bit of the small picture. 
Uh, I think that Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles, is the executive of the year. Uh, the trade of A.J. Brown has elevated Jalen Hurts to MVP status, has elevated the team to 12-1, and one, put A.J. Brown uh, and others into the Pro Bowl. Got a GM fired, uh, by the way, in Tennessee. <laughs> so, I, I mean, the, the guy is – that one trade has had a trickle-down effect. So, you know, the big question then is when are they going to pay Jalen Hurts, right, John? So he's under contract until the end of next year, 2023. He's on a four-year deal, not a five-year deal. Um, I believe that he will probably get somewhere around $50 million a year, five years, $50 million a year, $250 million, all of it guaranteed. And I think the Eagles will have no choice but to pay him that, and it'll probably some, happen sometime in the early to late spring of next season. That's huge. That's it is. huge. You know, the that, Eagles paid Donovan McNabb over $100 million, Michael Vick over $100 million, Carson Wentz over $100 million. Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. You know, the people around Jalen Hurts are going to say, all right, let's start with Deshaun Watson. He got $230. I took this – let's say the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. Who knows if you're going to win it? All Super Bowls are always down to about three points. It's kind of tough – to figure out who's going to win the Super Bowl. But I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't. I think everybody would be. The way they started in 2004 and 2017 is similar to now. In both those years, they went. So I think everybody would be blown away if they didn't get there. So they're going to get there. And so in my view, at that point in the offseason, Jalen Hurts and his representatives have to say, all right, you gave Deshaun, they gave Deshaun Watson 230. Uh, the highest paid quarterback, I believe, is Kyler Murray at $46 million. Let's go. Five years, two fifty, dollars guaranteed. And the salary cap's going to go up $25 million for the next four or five years. So, you know, really, the Eagles are going to get a pretty good deal because in five years' time, when, the Donovan, when um, Jalen Hurts is making $50 million a year, that's going to be a pretty good deal for the Eagles, actually. You know, it's funny, Sal, when you think about it. Imagine going to the negotiation table, MVP, and let's say at least a Super Bowl appearance. I mean, I'm trying to think in NFL history, we'd have to look it up to see if somebody has gone to the negotiation table with that on their side. That's pretty remarkable if that happens. We're negotiating, negotiating, as George Costanza once said. <laughs> but in that case, John, they won't be negotiating. It'll be okay. Here's my number. It's like Aaron Judge with the Yankees. The Yankees caved. I think Aaron Judge is actually underpaid. All the people that he has at home watching on the Yes Network for the Yankees, I mean, I was shocked he didn't get, you know, 10 years, $500 million. So I think for Jalen, got to be at least $250, $50 million a year. Because, I mean, look at Kyler Murray. He's getting 46 But I would wait if I were him, and I would wait to see what Tua gets. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they're all going to get paid this year. And I would wait a little bit, but I don't think the Eagles will have much negotiation to do with it. I think it'll be all Jalen Hurts having the leverage here. That, that is some of the best leverage you will ever see. By the way, Sal, I mean, it is Christmas time. It is the holiday season. And you wrote one of the best books we have possibly seen, Philly Special. The inside story of the Eagles' first Super Bowl championship. So this is a great stocking stuffer or a main gift for Eagles fans. <laughs> and I ask you, 
Could another book possibly oh. be coming after oh. February? Oh, man. So the publisher's already talking about it for sure. But we're going to have to talk about negotiating. Mrs. Palantonio is going to have something to say about that for sure. Because, you know, in the off season, she doesn't want me sitting down and writing a 90,000 word book. And then I'm out of the picture until Easter because the deadline is a killer. That's Philly special book, John. I wrote in 45 days, 2000 words a day for 45 straight days. I thought my, my, my wife was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a tough negotiation. Yes, that will be a tough one. <laughs> well, look, uh, I mean, if, if the Eagles were to win the Super Bowl, hey, look, I, I think going to the Super Bowl would be amazing in the second full year of Jalen Hurts. But uh, oh, yeah. what, a, what a story this is going to be. Philly special. Where can we get that book? You can get it on Amazon.com and at Barnes & Noble for sure. And uh, if you show up at the link with one, I'll definitely sign it for you. You know, you know, the, the Super Bowl is in Arizona this year, so make sure you bring your uh, your stuff. I'm going to so bring we, my tennis rackets, Sal. Yeah, bring it. We're going to be ready racket. to go. Okay, good. We're going to be ready to go. Uh, Sal, th this this Eagles season, this Eagles season is unbelievable. Um, the city By the way, John, I don't think if the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, do you really think we're going to have a moment to get on the tennis court? No. Probably not. No, but you got to get some exercise. You got to get some exercise. Balance. You got to have balance. Yes. Balance. You got to have balance. But this, this, uh, this, this year is amazing. And, uh, I'll tell you, I think the only way that uh, the MVP could be taken away from Jalen is if Jalen has to rest those last two games and Mahomes is out there throwing three, four touchdowns a game. I think the voters will be smart enough to realize what has happened here. But, and, you know, honestly, getting to know Jalen, you've gotten to know him. I sat down with him earlier in the year, uh, just being around his teammates. I don't think he cares. I, don't, I don't really don't. I think if you really ask him, he won't care about winning the MVP. He's not going to care. He wants to win the Super Bowl, 100%. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's funny, Sal, because you talk to some of his teammates. Lane Johnson, after the game at MetLife, was saying, Jalen is an old soul. He listens to old music, um, and he's an old soul. Uh, do you think that really does come from growing up under a coach and, and you learn that discipline and accountability at such a young age? He listens to good music, music I listen to. He listens to the Reverend Al Green. And uh, <laughs> that, that's some seriously cool uh, soul music. This is breaking yeah. news. So Jalen listens to the same music as Sal Pal. Oh, yeah. I have Al Green on my iPod. I still listen on an iPod, not my iPhone. <laughs> I actually have Al Green records. Let's stay, let's stay together by Al Green. Great album. That's a beautiful thing. I don't think Jalen's listening on, on his iPod. Oh, he listens to good music. He does. He does. He's one of the more impressive athletes I have ever seen. It's, it's really remarkable. He's an impressive leader. You know, if Jalen Hurts wanted to be a lieutenant colonel in the Army or the CEO of a major corporation, uh, or a pol uh, you know a senior politician, a senator, or a congressman, he could do all of those things. He has those kinds of leadership skills. He's the CEO of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, no disrespect to Sirianni or Howie Roseman or any other player or coach on this team. This is Jalen Hurts' team. This is Jalen Hurts' season in the NFL. People need to focus in on just how he's approaching it. He's much more like Tom Brady 
than any other play. And, and I, I know I'm throwing this name around. You want you know, put it out there on Instagram, whatever you want to do. But I think he's a lot like Tom Brady in terms of has a goal in mind, is totally focused on mind, mind, body, soul, completely focused on that goal in the way Brady has been in his career. And I covered every one of Brady's Super Bowls was there at the inception of his career in New England. I've seen what it takes. <clears throat> and I, I think he's got those qualities. That's an amazing thing to say and an amazing compliment. And it sounds like another book, another <laughs> negotiation with your wife. Um, Sal Palantonio, I'm glad we finally did this. You're yes. the best. You're a Philly legend. And we always appreciate in the city of Philadelphia, you sticking up for Philly with your national ESPN company and getting things through. So we really appreciate the time and I will see you for a good stretch run coming up here. This is going to be fun. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Remember this is Jalen Hurts' team and this is Jalen Hurts' season in the NFL. And that's the reason why I think he's the MVP. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much. Pounding the table for the MVP, Jalen Hurts and the city of Philly. Thanks, Sal. You got it, John. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.